A reading from Mark 14, 66-72. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said, but he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and he went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, This fellow was one of them. Again he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you are Galilean. He began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Crisis oftentimes comes upon us with, uh, with a very subtle beginning. Sometimes on the horizon you can just see a dark cloud gathering, and it really doesn't mean very much. But as it nears you, it comes near you, and it starts to unfold itself around you, you see yourself um, being swept up in a storm over which you have no control. And to me, this analogy remind, it, it kind of indicates what is happening to Peter. We talked several day, a few days ago about Peter ascending the steps to Caiaphas's house and standing in the courtyard and to see what was going to happen. But he was not anticipating that he would be accused of being one of them. He thought he was um, not, he was invisible to everybody and they, they would not know him. But he is identified. And as the um, people who identify him you know, keep coming back, his denials become more and more of a, 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 a overwhelming crisis to him on almost every level. Um, and uh, I just wanted to kind of emphasize that because I, I think he is swept up in something over which he has no control. Well, once it's the, the ball starts rolling, uh, all along the way, he can stop it. Uh, scripture says that we won't be tempted beyond what we can bear. But now it's, it's gaining such weight, he's going to have to really step out. And with each declaration, it gets bolder and bolder. If he had simply said to the slave girl from the beginning, yes, I was with Jesus, nothing would have gone from there. But it was this unfolding process. And um, it ends up going to be a good thing for Peter. It's kind of hard for us to imagine this. But three times he's going to deny Jesus. And it's going to set up an encounter he has with the resurrected Jesus, where Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Three times. And it's going to lead to this really bold restoration, which I think is going to be very important for Peter. Because the truth of the matter is, um, even in Christ, uh, we still have a foot in Adam, this side of the Jordan River, and there's failure in our lives. And if it's about performance, we're always going to feel miserable. And Peter's going to learn a valuable lesson in, in these moments that the love of Christ uh, transcends all of our denials transcends all of our failures, transcends all the times when uh, the ball got moving and we could have stepped out, but we didn't. Uh, the love of Jesus uh, covers a multitude of sins. 
it's good to look back over the time that Peter has been with Jesus because when he meets Jesus, he's on the on the shores of the Sea of Galilee and he's had uh, perhaps a bad day because they haven't caught very many fish. And Jesus performs a miracle. And the words of Peter um, are prophetic. It says, go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. And that self-knowledge, which uh, I don't think he, it was kind of a spontaneous thing, but here uh, he is showing exactly what that means. He, he is unworthy, even though he has been uh, close to Christ for all these three years. It's, it's in the face of our sin that the, the grace gift uh, becomes uh, especially meaningful to us.